Ivan Mel Gorbanov released the first Tech Poi video that I ever saw back in 2010. Red Pants was a revolutionary video for myself and the other artists in our community. Mel has been at the forefront of Tech Poi since it was originated. His innovation is truly something to behold. This episode is particularly special for me due to the significance of the role that he has played in my own journey. Enjoy the episode, my friends, and welcome to the podcast. Mel, welcome, hey. buddy. <laughs> you, you inspired me in my earliest days of poi spinning. Uh, welcome, and thank you again for being our 10th guest on the podcast. How are you doing, man? Uh, thanks for having me. I'm doing fine. Uh, pretty excited about that because it's like my... I think it's my very first live English-speaking video. I mean, like, <laughs> I tried once to make some uh, speaking video to my Instagram, but it was so crazy for me uh, because it's just easier for me just to speak uh, in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, probably so not in English, but... Yeah, we appreciate you for doing it. Um, so, yeah, and first of all, just before we get into anything, it's early morning for you right now, correct? Uh, not just really early morning. It's 11, uh, 11 a.m. Uh, for me. But, yeah, for me, it's an early morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's a late night for us. It's uh, it's 9.30 p.m. for us, just for a little context for everybody at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mel, take us back to the very beginning. What year were you introduced to Poi, and how did that happen? Oh my god. Uh so yeah, mm, I think it was a uh, very first time I saw Poi in um in between uh, 2005 and 2006 somewhere here and I started to spin it uh, at uh, May of 2006. Yeah, my very mm, my good friend Fyodor Sharapov, it's so hard to pronounce it with an <laughs> English pronunciation, Fyodor Sharapov. <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> my good friend just showed me uh poi uh and it was really interesting for me uh he spin used to spin poi for one year at that time i think he started at 2005 and he he introduced me in 2006 and we started to practice together uh really like hard <laughs> i mean like at the very beginning it was five six hours per day and it was really hard practice every day and after a few months i think i reached his level uh and uh, yeah as the uh, we started to push hard together uh and it was really good thing to practice mm -hmm. at the very beginning uh, with uh, some really good partner because you push and uh, push together all all the time, and yeah, I think I think uh, it was a big impact for me to practice with someone else. Yeah, and yeah, very like very first three years or four, we all we, all the time we pr practice. Uh, together yeah it was good i'm sure i'm sure that was really you know really good for you um and really it's good for anybody as a beginner or as a novice wherever you're at in your stage to have somebody to bounce ideas off of and grow together and learn from so i think uh that's that's fantastic and wh where were you learning where were you living during that time um at that time i i was born and spent the childhood in the far north of the russia uh it's uh, in Norilsk city, 
Norils. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's like really like uh, it's literally the pole circle, pole circle. I think that's uh, so it's really far north. <laughs> wow. And then after I uh, finished the school, I uh, moved to Saint Petersburg. It's like the second capital of Russia, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I started to. Uh, Started university and the very first year I was introduced to Poi. And so yeah. did you know anybody else during that time period? Were y'all introduced to other people in the area that spun Poi or was it just you and your friend? Yeah, I think, uh, uh, no, there, there was a, a lot, <laughs> not a lot, but like, I think like a couple hundreds of Poi uh, spinners in Russia at that time yeah. already. I think for all country maybe less so um i think we were like the second wave as i call it usually uh mm-hmm. of boy spinners in russia not boy spinners like flow artists let's call it this sure. way uh and uh, yeah before us there was the very first uh wave of um, uh, flow artists in russia but them was like absolutely not tech spinners there was like hippies who used to travel uh, around the world and they like was introduced to, to boys, staffs, uh, fans, spinning, etc. Uh, somewhere around the world. Usually, I think they, uh, they found it in Goa, in India. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the Russian scene, as far as poi goes and flow arts in general, has always been the pinnacle, it seems, of the poi world. They've always just been so innovative. Um, so I, it's no surprise that you were that you came out of Russia as well, because you were just um, innovating at such a hard level back then. It was there was not really a lot of um, people that were doing it like that. To be to be um, just a hundred percent honest, I mean, y'all were really very unique during that time period. So um, I have a who taught you how to fishtail in two thousand? I don't know what two thousand nine. What who taught you how to fishtail? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Oh, I mean, like in Red Pants video, there was uh, there was a moment when I catch the ball with uh, another side of the palm. Yeah. Yes. It was definitely like an idea of the fishtail on the poi, uh, literally. But um, yeah, I I'm used to practice with different props. I'm pretty. I was pretty good contact uh, stuffer at that time, mm-hmm. and I'm also practiced with contact ball with, yeah, mostly yeah. contact ball stuff. That makes so much sense now. Ball. Now I just put two and two together because yeah, your your contact juggling is incredible. You you're very known for your contact juggling, just one singular contact ball. So that makes a lot more sense that you'd be doing uh, fishtails during that time. <laughs> this this was, this the idea was completely from context stuff. In Red Pants, you also can see the Matrix, uh, Matrix kind of move and also Jesus move. Uh, there is like the, it's all uh, stuff, uh, context stuff moves. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, it was good for, game for me to try to like take some tricks from uh, another props and try to make it somehow <laughs> make a parody <laughs> or something uh, to the point and yeah that was interesting game wow it's yeah, definitely okay. like so much inspiration for me from different kind of props so and when you we'll, we'll talk about red pants here in a, in a moment or two but 
prior to making red pants, you were in a group called anti spinners. What was that group and how did it help you along the way? Like during that time period of your life? Um, yeah, that group anti spinners. Oh my God. Never thought someone will ask me about that things. Anti spinners. It was just the name for, uh, me and my buddies, yeah, it, we just like were, were the uh, the group of friends who used mm -hmm. to spin boy and push hard the boundaries, you know, of uh, tech boy spinning. Uh, it was just like an interesting idea, you know, when you do something and you are young, you it feels like you need some bigger idea <laughs> to like combine all your all everything you do under some brand or something. So me, Fyodor, and uh, our uh, friends from Moscow, especially uh, Boris Omelin, Boris Omelin, Boris Omelin. <laughs> yeah, we used to uh, practice together and we always like uh, inspired uh, each other and push hard to, to be better, to find some more tricks, small concepts. And uh, we all, very fast, we figured figure it out uh, that uh, we not we have a community in Russia, definitely. But at the very early years, there wasn't uh, like a good tuck boy spinning community inside. So usually, uh, flow arts community it was like people who just used to you know spin two free tricks with fire on the streets uh, and. Uh, something like that and we uh, we we felt like uh, we were about and other things we are not about uh, you know feeling fire and, and everything <laughs> we are about uh, how to you use the prop and mm -hmm. um, yeah we just uh, and it was a very cool idea for us uh, this name anti spinners it was like the um, it was about anti spin move Anti-spin mm -hmm. training toy, and also it was like anti-spinners, because uh, we used to call in Russia like uh, spinners. It's something like uh, people who spin things. Like uh, it was pre-flow art uh, era. <laughs> people <laughs> didn't didn't use flow art term for that, and so it was like we are uh, against another community who used to. Where was the part oh, of community anyway? It's like a, it's like I see, it's like a double play. I see, I see. Yes, no, that's yes. awesome. It was, it was like against <laughs> of uh, against of a crowd who used to just spin a couple of tricks. Wow. And under anti spin logo, you can find the small uh, um, letters. There is like uh, not only weaves and butterflies. <laughs> So anti-spinners, so it was like uh, it was an idea of group of people who who was about tech poi spinning. Not only poi spinning, the, also we uh, this group was not so small. It was like uh, I don't know, like a, a few a few different guys uh, released the different videos under this brand, but. In, in our opinion, it was the group of our friends that was like maybe 10 persons. So people who used to, you know, push boundaries of tech spinning. I think it was it's like that. So cool. 
So cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it's no surprise that you had such a, a group of influence to propel you into what you what you became. Uh, that's not surprising to me at all. I, I It makes a lot more sense now. Um, so during that time when you were when this group was forming and you were in your early days, were, was there anybody outside of Russia, maybe anybody that you had seen on the Internet that inspired you? Or was it just only your local crew? that? Was, no, that no, was... absolutely. We was uh, very inspired about a lot of different boy spinners and staff spinners, anybody outside uh, abroad. Um, I didn't I wasn't like a, a experienced user of the Internet at that time, because in my hometown, I, I had no Internet. So very first time I uh, I was introduced to internet communication, it was 2000, 2005, but I didn't have my own PC. So uh, my friend further was very experienced uh, into these internet things. <laughs> and uh, at the very first day when I met him, he's he was already uh, pretty experienced into different forums and sites with uh, when where Poik community and any other communities used to be. I mean, like you already showed me uh, Home of Poi forum, uh, uh, Fire Show D, it's like the very cool German side. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is early, early on. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so uh, it wasn't uh, YouTube era. It was uh, at that time, it was uh, GFIR era. We used to learn to new, uh, and uh, learn new tricks using GIF uh, files. Uh, you didn't see that. <laughs> wow! It's like it's le it's a legend. I, I mean, all the old school spinners in Russia remember the GIF era uh, when we used to. I, I still have a lot of uh, GIF files on my PC. It's like very first tricks that people used to share uh, between each other on different sites. Wow. It was. At Home of Poi, I don't, I, I'm not sure. Uh, do Home of Poi was the forum for GIFs, but for example, like very first videos on Fire Show, there it was like the big archive of tricks. And uh, <laughs> this uh, German side uh, site used to share different tricks from different Poi spinners. And yeah, wow, wow. Uh, we, we was uh, like uh, we used uh, to see these GIF files and at we were very early of uh, YouTube era. I mean, like, I think in 2006, we already uh, was, uh, like, digging hard uh, all YouTube videos for <laughs> different poise spinners. And, yeah, it was a lot, a lot of different poise spinners. Let me you highlight. Were, you were at Let the... Let me highlight someone. someone. Let me yeah, just, sure. Like, uh, Utah... The very first year is Utah, uh, Rob uh, from uh, Rob Blue Cat from UK uh, with Spinat Sessions. It was so, so cool. Uh, also, yeah, who else? Yeah, play. Yes, it's a Bible. Let me speak about that a bit later. Oh, sorry, it's not really money. I just forget about everything. But yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I tried to say now to remember all that. Oh, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey from U from US. Mm. For now, it's not very popular. I I don't. I'm not sure it's very known uh, poise spinner now in in US. 
But for us, the, he was a really good guy. He used to make some cool videos with, you know, reggae <laughs> music. Mm -hmm. And he was interesting, especially at the very early years. Yeah, so a lot of Koi Spinners was in, uh, inspired us. Uh, but I think the biggest impact at the, at the very beginning for the whole Russian community, uh, it was Yuda and especially this video. This is the Bible. <laughs> if you want to try uh, to understand why Russians, Ukrainians, uh, uh, guys from Belarusians uh, uh, spinning this way because of this video. Wow. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, it was so revolutionary cool. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, he, this video is so good about high-tech uh, tricks at that time. And it was so balanced between uh, aesthetic, how cool he looks like, the pose of his body, like the way he moves with Poi. It's so like naturally and right. how, how this synchronized with the music. It's still one of the best performances I, I, I ever saw. For now, I can see that he's not so clean. <laughs> <laughs> Such minor details, but for those of you who don't know at home and kind of weren't around during this time period, because Void, uh, excuse me, um, Utah is not a very, he is well known, but not in the way that he used to be. For those of you who don't know, Utah, for us back then, uh, Mel is very right when he says his influence was massive because. Yuta was the guy back then. Yuta was the guy. He was one of the guys that was uh, pioneering and inspiring people all over the world to start spinning poi. And that's interesting hearing from your perspective about how much it influenced the Russian scene specifically. That's uh, fascinating. Yeah, this is the Bible. Absolutely. I think like uh, Yuta was the, in my opinion, he was like the very first, uh, not the first, but, I mean, like it's a very, very old, early years tack boy spinners, exactly tack boy spinners, because uh, he was that guy who started to push hard, uh, creating new tricks, and especially um, the philosophy uh, that we found in this video is the harmony between uh, like complex tack uh, tack tricks and cleanliness, <laughs> no polishing. Yeah, uh, we believe that uh, I think like you cannot say that you know the trick if you cannot make it really clean. And this sure. is the difference. I, I'm still can't, can't understand why people like stop develop the trick while they able to do this somehow, because uh, in my opinion and the whole I think our community based on this idea that you need to make the trick clean to be able to say that, okay, I know this trick now. Right, you know, and, and people ask me very, very frequently when I'm teaching, you know, hey, am I doing this? Am I doing the trick? Am I doing this? And I want to say, yes, you are doing it, but at the same time, there is so much more refinement to be done on the trick. There's no like clear indication of, oh, I'm doing it, aside from when you just know that you're hitting it very cleanly you know so but it's interesting there's a there's a kind of gray area between like okay they're doing it but also have you seen this person do it do that trick to the level of mastery and yuda was ex 
he was just displaying expert level mastery during that time, which is uh, which was very uncommon. Um, oh, actually, like the small detail. Do you know about tribute to Utah's video? Yes, I, mean, I do. Yeah, the, once uh, Utah came to Russia, uh, I don't know. I don't remember the uh, the year. I think it was uh, 2012, maybe. And uh, people uh, like guys from Russian community decided to make a gift to him, and we are we collect the collab video collaboration video of tribute to this video. A lot of uh, Russian poi spinners do the parts of this performance of Utah. Wow. This is how big this video for Russian community. Wow. Extremely. Yeah, and I, I hope y'all are able to, at home watching this, just take this in for the time significance that this played. Yuta, I mean, in a lot of ways was pioneering and in then turn causing others to pioneer so the, it had ripple effects internationally uh which is just yeah. wild to think about but um let's talk about your inspirational video let's go all the way back when i was 12 years old in july of 2010 my brother sky and i watched a video called mel red pants this video <laughs> is debatably one of the greatest tech boy videos ever released and you had only been spinning poi for four years at this time. Um, I have one serious question, Mel. Why, why the name Red Pants? <laughs> that was also one more question that I didn't expect someone will ask me. Uh, uh, it was it's the most stupid thing you <laughs> can imagine. <laughs> so as I said, it, it was not conceptual video i'm a weird perfectionist it's really hard for me to do anything because i'm trying to do everything like in the very best solution and it's impossible that's why i'm usually do not do anything <laughs> that's why i don't have a lot of videos because it's hard for me to start anything so every video i do uh especially that times uh, it was like randomly like you know okay let's do this today <laughs> without any preparations and uh, it's not the conceptual video i didn't create any like idea for this tag blog it was just like uh, uh, a bunch of tricks and uh, we just took a camera from my friend and we went to uh, this is iconic place uh, location it's iconic location for saint petersburg it's like the the center of community it's a theater wow. It's a, a, a theater in St. Petersburg on the background. And mm -hmm. this is the place when you, you can still find some poi spinners uh, nowadays uh, around this place. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like really, I, th this is the most common place I can choose for this video. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just uh, uh, I just choose an outfit. This I think the, it was just a uh, very fresh uh, uh cloths uh, i can uh, use uh, for that day mm -hmm. but uh, <laughs> only on the editing i found that uh i look really like good everything is okay nothing uh, nothing bad but mm -hmm. i uh, i wear some very colorful panties underwear and sometimes <laughs> when i take my uh, hands up you can see we're all the colorful, uh, colorful underwear, and it was so 
stupid because <laughs> everything was so you know like good <laughs> you know mel rest underwear. rest assured that not a single time in my whole life that i've been watching this video have i ever realized that so rest assured man <laughs> i think you're the only person that noticed yeah, i'm sure i'm sure but uh yeah and uh, i was a uh, I didn't know English well at that time. I mean, like, I didn't have uh, any practice. And I just, uh, I'm not, I don't know why, but I thought at that moment that pants, it's like panties. I thought it's underwear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I'm not sure how to call it. I think panties, yeah, panties is good uh, name, like boxers. So, so yeah, so yeah, boxers for men or underwear for men, typically, typically, and then and then um, underwear typically oh, this or is like red panties boxers. typically for right. Let's right. call it red boxers. It was wow. Uh, it was just the random name that I chose for this video because I didn't have any ideas. I need to because people <laughs> used to make names for the videos, you know, and right. I like okay i need some name <laughs> that is so funny and you know just on that note you could not have understood had the significance that this would play in the community in the poi community for many years to come but did you have any idea how significant it would be to the poi community like as big as it was as as much influence as as it had i was not sure it was in my dreams <laughs> but i was not sure uh, because, yeah, I already know that uh, it's a, it, it, it should be a thing. But, um, yeah, because uh, in 2008, I think 2008, I released my very first tag blog. Uh, it's not available now on the YouTube because of the music, but I think I should do something with it. It's my very first blog, Me and My Shadow. For me, mm. this is like the revolutionary video for me, for myself. Not because uh, there is more big, bigger tricks, but because my my own journey as the in poise spinning started mm -hmm. from this video. And uh, there was a moment when Nick Woolsey shared my first video, Me in My Shadow, oh. on his uh, blog. Oh. And... Uh, the moment when I, uh, I was, uh, it was like the second year, no, it was third year, I think, of university for me. I was 18 years old guy without his own laptop. And I, uh, I remember I sat in front of the screen of the PC of my neighbor. And I remember I see the, uh, the block uh, of Nick Wulse and he shared my video with, uh, you know, big letters under uh, over it. Like, this is the literary new level of uh, technical poise spinning. Wow. And this moment was like, oh, my fucking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, dude. I was not. Uh, I wasn't ready for that. I know that I do something new. That's why I'm sharing these things. But. Nikolsi wasn't the legend for me. Um, I was already like, you know, another generation, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, so Utah was the god for me and Thomas yeah. and Ron and after years. Um, but yeah, 
but I know that uh, Nick it's like a godfather of boy spinning. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, yeah. Shock for me. So that's why I'm already know that okay, I'm already like the world class boy spinner. You you were you were yeah you uh, absolutely were man and, and and receiving that kind of praise from Nick during that time, I mean Nick was at the forefront of of a lot of things and he laid the, his own groundwork and for him to already be recognizing and, and welcoming the new wave of tech ploy that was um, that was coming out. I mean, kudos to Nick and, and kudos to you. I mean, that was just a big moment for for you and your life. And I'm sure that motivated you to keep going and keep pushing and knowing Absolutely. that, hey, the work the work that I'm doing is important and people are seeing this and this is relevant. You know, I remember my hands shaking. I'm, I'm still remember this <laughs> moment. I still remember this moment, the, you know, like when you're so small uh, on the side of the world, nobody knows you, nobody knows where you are and who you are. But someone said like, okay, this is like the world level. Like, you know, yeah, you do something, you do something so big that uh, some guy from Canada who is like the, uh, one of the, uh, opinion leaders of the big worldwide community just say that you are making you know like step making waves whole... making waves yeah yes oh. yes so Whew. that's why uh when i released the red pants i'm already know that okay i can make uh, something as uh, big i th i thought yeah but do you remember do you know like an interesting thing, I I need to find it. The, uh, the me and my shadow video was released not on YouTube because it was too big. Uh, I didn't make like very fast editing and the very first tag block was 10 minutes, I think. And YouTube didn't give a chance to share so big videos. Oh and my gosh. On the daily motion, daily motion side, I need to find maybe it's still there. Yeah, you really should. I mean, we would love to see it. I would love to see it. Um, that's that's hilarious that you were so early in YouTube that you couldn't even post more than 10 minute videos. Holy, that just shows you how OG this man is. That's crazy. So yeah. how how long um, when you made it? We'll just go ahead and keep playing this video. But okay. when did you start attending Flow Arts Festivals? When was your first festival that you attended? Oh, yeah. That was a deal. Uh, so, um, I think it's uh, already when I started to spin poi, it's already was the years where there is already some forums, already communities into the network. Oh, Fire Start, it's like Fyodor Sharapov. I highlight him. Yeah, shout, uh, I made a shout out after the, in the finishing of the video. You want to let that um, very ending part play? That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. He'll uh, he'll let it play. But, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, continue. Continue. First, first continue, Flow yeah. Festival. Uh, at 2006, 2007, I think there was already some internet community uh, in Russia and in Ukraine. Uh, we used to be like. One community, it's, uh, and and yeah, there was already the big forum, East Fire Forum. I'm not mm -hmm. sure. It was Ukrainian forum, but the whole community of uh, uh, Russia, Ukraine, and, and uh, Belarusia was there. And the very first festival 
that we visited. It was the East Fire Festival in Ukraine, in Kharkiv uh, city. And I'm not sure, maybe Kiev Fire Festival already was uh, launched mm-hmm. before, but the very first uh, festival that I visited, it was the East Fire Festival in Kharkiv. Yeah, very first festivals was in Ukrainian. It was and, in Ukraine. And did did anybody like? W- first of all, do you remember what year that was? That was that before or after Red Pants? It's it was two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. It was uh right. It was before my very first tag block. What before me and my shadow? But wow. after my uh, our very first video, we have like the very 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 first video that uh, it's not uh, available on YouTube. I'm not sure why. I I didn't edit it. Uh, my friend further uh, uh, make an editing and it's available in our local uh, net social network. But I think yeah, I think I I have to de- de- upload it to YouTube. Just do it. <laughs> do it, it just for memorabilia. Like, yeah, yeah. It was 2007, I think. We released Holy. the very first video, uh, and um, yeah. Our our uh, our friends, not friends, but uh, like people from, yeah, it was East Fire uh, Fire Forum. It was Fire Forum. It was the Ukrainian forum, and we shared this video on this forum. And people from Ukrainian uh, festival East Fire just uh, uh, invited us to uh, that festival. And the most interesting thing was that the main guest of this festival was Yuta. Oh. And the f- very first <laughs> festival that I visited, Whoa. I met Utah. No way. Holy yes, shit. Yes, it was, it was absolutely amazing. And I bet. the weirdest thing about that, that we didn't have chance to speak with him. Because, I mean, like, so, so less people can talk English in Russia, especially that days. It's still hard, uh, but uh, now in uh, in Russia, you can find a lot of people who can speak English in like central cities. But that days, especially we, we were very young, just like mm-hmm. after school, you know, this two years after school, and we can't speak English. We didn't have any practice of that. So we can so- <laughs> understand something, but we didn't have a chance to speak with him. Wow. I remember like at the very final day of this festival, I asked uh, the interpreter, interpreter, I think this is it. Yeah, uh, to translate my speech to Utah. And it was like, I'm almost cried that, that time. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I, I said to him that we're, with the help of interpreter that uh, how how big impact uh, his video gave to all of us and how important uh, things that he did uh, for the whole community. And yeah, that was absolutely amazing. Uh, Yeah, the festival was like random, very small, nothing special, just like, you know, fire circle. Uh, Some people teach each other, but it wasn't like the list of workshops we just like uh, informal spin points and different props together. There was something like a fire battle, uh, and there was a big like a stage show. I think the the big difference of our festivals 
uh, against like European and uh, state festivals uh, is that uh, from the very beginning, our festivals become the festivals for show the show for people. I mm -hmm. mean, every festival, uh, almost every festival, have the uh, made with communication with the government of the city, and usually every festival finishing with a gala show on the big stage in front of people, mm -hmm. and uh, every. Uh, almost every festival based on the budget uh, of these uh, shows. And uh, that's why mostly people in uh, our community used to perform, perform on the stage. So uh, only at the very like last years, we tried to change this, uh, uh, this pattern uh, to say that, okay, you don't need to perform <laughs> to be a good voice spinner. It's yeah. not like uh, the same things. Yeah. Right, right. And I'm just, I very much appreciate hearing that moment uh, between you and Mel. I'm sure, I mean, that just, I, I can imagine what that meant to you during you, that period of your life and you being an upper, up and comer that was so fascinated by this and meeting one of your heroes. I mean, I think a lot of us can relate in certain ways to this when we have been to a flow arts festival here locally in the States or wherever we were at and we have one of our idols um, somebody that we take a lot of inspiration from that we get to chat with. And that's just a, it's a very, very beautiful thing to hear. So when you released Red Pants after Red Pants um, in the years following, and when you started attending festivals, um, did you, did your notoriety level change? Did you have people recognizing you from Red Pants? Like how, when did you kind of start feeling like, hey, people kind of saw that and I'm being recognized by people who are at these festivals, at these events? Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a local thing. What I mean, like, uh, we have a local community. We have our own forums, our own, like, uh, communities in the social networks. And it was uh, that thing from the very beginning because... Uh, not so many people able to read, write, and speak English. So we just like, I remember years when I just, uh, I need to, the translator to read comments in after under my videos on the Home of, uh, home of Boys uh, forum because I was not able to read it by, by myself. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> but in our own community, everything was already like developed. I mean, like a lot of people, we have a really big community because uh, from the very beginning, we, we've got the job from, from this. Because in every city of Russia, in, Ukra in Ukraine, in Belarus, you can find two, three uh, big crews, collectives uh, who do the fire show. And so from the very beginning, people took a job from, uh, from the, this hobby. That's mm -hmm. why our community is really big. I sure. think the the whole our community is same big as the whole European community. I think so. I think that it's, it's a, the I same mean, amount. That that really would not surprise me because again, Russia and Ukraine both have been at the forefront for as long as I can remember of TechPoi. Uh, I just see incredible spinners coming out of Russia all the time since I've since I've been involved in Poi. So that does not surprise me. I don't I don't think that's overestimating yeah. the the yeah, scene and, in there so and so we have a really like um, 
all news <laughs> every everybody know everyone around so from the very beginning the whole community know who we are uh, and uh, we was like very known already at 2009 i think before red pants right red pants video was like already like one more video from me sure it wasn't like oh new guy no it's right i'm already right no that makes sense because everybody like you said you were already working with so many artists during that time so that's that's not mm, too surprising um let's transition into a new topic this is something that a lot of you might not know mel you were on ukraine's got talent in 2012 Talk a little bit about this experience. What inspired you to go on Ukraine's Got Talent and how was the experience for you? We'll have Joey play some of the of the portion of, of this um, performance that you did, which, again, is just incredible. I, I absolutely love this performance. Yeah, that was that was super cool challenge for me. This was it, it was like real adventure. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes uh, you I used to sometimes say yes in the very like. Uh, strange moments <laughs> when you're afraid of something and you think oh my gosh it's going to be so hard i i uh, and uh, i used to say okay yes i agree let's do, let's do this because like it's uh, it's always like the most interesting parts uh, things in in your life started with uh, you know stupid idea <laughs> let's do this <laughs> and uh, yeah as i said um early years our communities was like the same we didn't have any uh, borders between uh countries of uh, ukraine and russia and belarusia and uh, we used to visit each other on the, our festivals and uh, also i have a part uh, half of my family in ukraine so i'm used to visit ukraine like from the childhood mm -hmm. and um, there was a uh, it was a time of, you know, like uh, uh, all these like talent shows was pretty popular uh, everywhere. But um, I'm already was the performer. I'm used to work uh, as the perf uh, contact juggling performer mm -hmm. uh, in my hometown. So, yeah, uh, I was mm, it was time when all this talent show was pretty popular uh, everywhere. Uh, but in Russia, they didn't have this like uh, we have uh, this talent show but it wasn't the part of this brand uh, got talent you know right it's right. like the worldwide brand and the, um, this brand makes people who uh, take these franchise franchise i'm not sure how to pronounce this word <laughs> so uh, all got talent shows have the minimum level of quality you cannot make it less uh, cool as it right. should be right. and uh, but in russia there was a talent show but less quality because it wasn't uh, the got talent brand sure and uh, uh, people from russian uh, show invited me uh, once or twice but uh, it was stupid idea for me because i do not like the tele television on every or everything mm. but once um I've got some invite from uh, there is like there there is always headhunters who search in, in networks for anybody who can uh, make a show there and uh, some headhunters from uh, Ukrainian 
Ukrainian got talent, uh, just uh, find, found me. And I said yes, because it's like another level of quality. Sure. And yeah, I so know it made that, sense for you. It made sense for you to go on. Yeah, yeah. It's like the journey that's worth it, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, I just make a small, like, trip to uh, Kiev uh, for this, like, the very first part. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just make uh, my casual show once. We got like the poi. We got the poi. Contact juggling. But the poi section was so clean. Oh, my gosh. It was so clean. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, and then after that, they invited me to the uh, half finals. And, uh, yeah, there is, like, the very first tour and then half, half finals. And it was half, half finals. And uh, I went to Kiev uh, three weeks before this show and in th in three weeks uh with a group of uh, decorators group of costume artists uh, group of uh, directors and sound engineers and everyone we made this show so uh it took uh, three weeks three weeks to make it from the from nothing wow and three weeks it, Three weeks. It was oh. aggressively fast. I mean, oh. like, I was very afraid about about my body because I've got injured my shoulder a couple of months before. Not a couple of, already half a. Yeah, for now I'm already injured about half a year. I've got some problems. I do, I still don't know what is it. But anyway, I used to take these problems with both shoulders. It's some muscle or something, and. Yeah. I remember when, like, it was two weeks already, and uh, uh, we used to. I used to practice before the show, like around five uh, hours every day, because uh, you need to you need to compose the whole sequence, the whole routine. You need to clean it. You need to practice it hard to make of it course. good, because. This was like the live, uh, uh, this uh, video that you uh, you see, it's like the second time I performed this show. It was mm -hmm. like the gala show of the whole season. But the very first time I did it, it was like the live performing. So you oh, are wow. on the stage, you are on the stage and seven cameras recording you in real, in real time. And oh you my, the talk about juggling. stress, dude. <laughs> my gosh, man. And, and it was like the most popular show at Ukrainian television that time. It was like millions of people viewing you now. And my wow. hands are shaking so hard. I remember I do some stall po uh, stalls on my uh, inner el elbow like uh, point, And I remember how my, my fingers oh. shaking. And it was so hard. It was, it was the most. Uh, I, I I didn't afraid so much anymore in my life. I think it was the most uh, nervous moment in the whole life. Especially because you're young, and this is the first like big moment that you've had. I mean, this is just the pinnacle of the work that you've put into up until that point in your life. This is a major moment. So yeah, and all yeah, eyes yeah. on you, thousands of people. I was already like pretty experienced performer. I'm used to perform on the big stages, on the festivals. I'm used to perform on some like uh, 
commercial shows that I used to make with the fire show group or mm -hmm. with the um, contact juggling. So I, I was already pretty like experienced guy, but this is exactly another level. Absolutely. And especially with contact juggling, it's like the most weird thing I, I can, can do. Because yeah. Yeah, because it's it's balancing. It's just it's not like poi yes. poi. You can kind of like aggress. You can kind of use your your like nervousness yeah, and something. yeah it's... yeah. Whereas contact juggling is, I have to be perfectly balanced. <laughs> yeah. So so um, it, it, we kind of dove into it a little bit, but I want to talk about body tracing more and the the innovation that you've had for more than a decade is is truly unparalleled. Um, how, talk about body tracing a little bit and kind of the the style that you asked me the other day. You messaged me and you're like, "What is body tracing? What do you mean body tracing?" <laughs> and I laughed so hard. I I screenshotted it and sent it to my brother, and I was like, "Dude, Ivan Mel Gorbanov is sending me a message about asking me about what body tracing is, dude." <laughs> like, what the fuck? You wasn't expect that. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? Yeah. So yeah, uh, uh, I know what is the term uh, is. I think. Uh, we have uh, another term for that originally in our community from the very beginning. I think uh, we start to use this uh, the similar word at 2008, I think. When the, I think people create this term when the Thomas uh, like started to share videos. Thomas Johansson. Mm -hmm. If anyone do not know who is Thomas Johansson, please <laughs> make sure if I, to find his old videos uh, to be uh, to know why I spin uh, in my the style. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, body traced. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we have the similar term uh, gliding style. We called it gliding style sliding style i'm not mm. sure and uh, yeah body tracing uh um for our community this term was about how to explain the style that thomas used for his poi spinning and um uh, we used to yeah it was very popular and we were like the we were guys who um like promoting this style into our community at mm -hmm. that days. I mean, like mm, 2008, 2010, maybe a couple of years or the, we was pretty, yeah. Inspired by this uh, idea of. Sure. And, and when I think body. of, when I think of body tracing, I think of Russia. Yeah. 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 I think, <clears throat> I think it was like, mm, as I said, like the biggest impact, was from Utah. I hope I use impact word right. <laughs> yeah, impactful, impactful. Yeah, but had yeah, such yeah. impact, great impact. Yeah, and uh, the second guy for our community, I think this this is Thomas Johansson, definitely. Wow, like very very uh, big guy for us. And uh, uh, to explain what what do Thomas do, we created the word like sliding style, gliding style, mm. and. Um, then we sliding across. Yeah, the yeah. Then yeah, I get it. I get the, it. Yeah. Then we found the uh, the term body tracing somewhere into the forums. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, that, yeah, we usually do that. We create our own ter term and then we find <laughs> how, how people call it in the worldwide community. <laughs> of course, of course. So particular. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, we was very inspired uh, about the, that in, in early years. And I do a lot of uh, workshops about uh, body tracing tricks uh, for our festivals because we have a lot of festivals. I mean, like every summer... I used to visit, used to, to visit like I think four or five festivals in wow. Ukraine, in Russia, and um, yeah, uh, we was very inspired about that. But lately, some new things uh, we found, and body tracing wasn't so uh, big already for us. But anyway, the big sign. <laughs> The big, uh, you, you can see the body tracing is really important for the whole community. I think, uh, I mean, everyone who uh, you can find who spins for a poi from uh, uh, Russia, or Ukraine, or, or Belarusia, you can f uh, find a lot of body tracing signs into there. Yeah, absolutely. And um, this is a video. I don't even know what year this was posted. I think it's old. I think it's old. But I want Joey to play it. Um, this is. I have so many questions. I have so many questions. First of all, yes. how much of this was choreographed? Uh, nothing. It was all freestyle. I mean, uh, to be honest, I never made any like routine for my solo acts. The one and only routine that I made uh, was created for the Ukrainian Got Talent show. Wow. This is the part was choreographed. I mean, uh, all my other solo performances it's only the freestyle <laughs> but it's the most scariest thing for me i'm nervous so much every time i do that uh because I'm, i do not know how it should be uh, it's always a random thing uh, and uh, yeah i never know how good or bad my performance will be and so it's always a random thing and this was, was a beautiful one yeah, I was lucky enough. I was lucky enough to to have a good mood, uh, good like you know, atmosphere around myself. And uh, I think like a half an hour before the show, I chose the track. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> but I know this track very much, and this is like the kind of iconic track for myself uh -huh. because uh, it's the track. Uh, it's a song from. Uh, uh, spawn spawn should i pronounce spawn soundtrack i'm not even sure uh the comics s oh s p w a n got you no. got you i understand yeah. wow <laughs> that's so funny yeah it's uh, uh it's the soundtrack from the spawn mu movie uh you cannot you cannot uh, watch the movie just listen for the soundtrack for okay. me it's like the library of the um, the most, uh, the coolest track I ever, uh, ever heard. And I found this soundtrack in the very early childhood. And it's still like the fundamental thing for all my musical taste. And so this track I known for seven years at, uh, for, uh, at that days already, I think right. around seven years. So I know this track very well, <laughs> but yeah. 
I just well, and your 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 speed mix-ups and your change-ups of timing and how clean you were throughout this entire thing. I mean, obviously you were still, um, you know, in your in your kind of like earlier stages. But I mean, seriously, even just at this point, this was a your flowers were so on point, very reminiscent of Utah, sir. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, I I want to shout out again to Fyodor Sharapov, my friend, because. He was like the guy who was so serious about all that things, uh, about how clean you are, how good you are in the very small details. And it was very, you know, like hard about that. I mean, like sometimes he, he, he can say, oh, this is shit. Your flower is shit. It's not good enough. I you still do that to Joey. I still do yeah. that. I still do that. And I will, I'm very much of a stickler. Like I encourage my friends and I want my friends to do better and I'm happy for them for improving. But at the same time, I will tell Joey and cause we've been friends for so long that I feel open enough and I feel comfortable enough telling him, Hey, you need to fix this. This looks bad. You need to fix this. You need, this doesn't look good. So I think it's really good to have somebody to be there to push you and to say, not only be like, yes, yes, that's great. That's great. But also what could be better about it? So I, you giving kudos to your friend about him pushing you in that way. I, it reinforces my, my uh, disdain for Joey's sloppy poi flowers. <laughs> yeah, we was, we was too serious about that. Um, we joked a lot of, about uh, um, the things that, um, motivated us at that times and uh, we joked that we were uh, young and angry <laughs> <laughs> because yeah it, it was like that very first day uh, days not days i think years it was very competitive uh, thing for us mm -hmm. every time we saw any other person in the internet who was better than we are it was like Fuck, we're gonna do better. <laughs> we're gonna kick his ass and we, we will be better than him. We will be Yo. cleaner than him. Man. It I was... love it. I love it. Like, because yeah, it's a different it's, approach, it was man. So cool about that. We were so hard and uh, like, uh, it's not clean enough. We're gonna be cleaner. And uh, yeah, but no, you, you know, after years, everyone said that, uh, uh, like, uh, now, especially after all these things in, in States, uh, in Russia, we also, uh, our community also discuss a lot the thing that we are very toxic. I mean, our community is, is used to be toxic because, you know, uh, uh, early years, it was absolutely normal if you share some videos with, you know, like uh, not so clean tricks, everyone will say to you that, oh, shit. It's not good enough. Like, why, why are you sharing this? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I can understand how how that would be a toxic environment. But at the same time, I would almost like to grow up and experience something like that when yeah. we were pushing each other. And you're, you're you know, the, the want to be better and the want to be clean. And, and yeah, I, I mean, think it. it it made y'all so just like that does not surprise me because just seeing the expertise come out of Russia. I mean, that's just not surprising to me that to hear that y'all are just super perfectionists about things and wanted things to be done exactly correct. You know? Yeah. I think like this competition, especially at the very beginning, especially where, when you are young is uh, 
pretty important thing. I mean, like, I'm still trying to f realize how to keep this balance between being uh, like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I do not know a lot of words about these things. People mm -hmm. used to okay. be very sensitive, sensitive when you talk about these things. Uh, but yeah, I'm sorry if I will use not right word. I do not know this in English. Show him but, some grace. Yeah, uh, we used to, I'm trying to find for myself the answer how to be how to keep this balance between being supportive and being like uh, good you know uh, critical critical being yeah. critical yeah because um i'm it's still strange for me why i should support people who used to share uh, videos with with uh, bad performance of tricks especially if if it's not the very first video of him if I know that if this person like spins boy for a couple of years, I know that uh, it should be better than this. And uh, uh, I'm used to say nothing, actually, mostly. I'm not this like guy who's saying like, oh, this is shit. I'm used to say nothing, mostly. Okay, I uh, people uh, if people want to share these videos, it's okay. Maybe someone else will uh, uh, be impressed uh, because of these videos. But uh, yeah. I think that people needs also critics uh, same way that uh, when they need uh, the support. So you need I, I uh, totally to keep the balance and uh, yeah, I'm still trying to uh, to find an answer because I know that I I can't be so good for a spinner if uh, uh, I was not born into this competitive uh atmosphere sure. around at the very beginning yeah. but it was good, good competition anyway it was good competition i was uh, i was inside the community i had a lot of friends who spins poi with me who used to spin poi with me at that days and uh, we just uh, we was in a competition between each other we sure. was in a competition between uh us and someone else in the internet but it's it was never that oh i hate you because of this sure it was course. like god i want to be like you it was like <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it, it was jealousy jealousy yeah. yeah yeah totally yeah it was jealousy but in a good way because after years we was uh, we become really good friends with a lot of people uh, that we are was in a competition with i mean for example <laughs> uh very first videos of rust axel do you know rust axel uh, I don't actually. I don't maybe if I saw him? a video, not by name. If I saw a video, My maybe. My God, you he is like uh, he is like same years old as me. I think he, we was like in the same level at that days. Rastaxel, you can find Rastaxel, uh, Poe in the park. It's like the legendary video of him. It's like the the biggest library of pendulum variations of all the time. It's still mm. so cool. It's 10 minutes of uh, very cool pendulums. And yeah, very first videos of Rastaxel was like, I was angry about that. I said like, fuck, he's so good. <laughs> <laughs> that he's is so, so good. I need funny to, to better hear. Than him. Okay, Why the secrets behind these Russian spinners just being spawned out of nowhere and just having incredible styles that are starting to come together and that like because the community yeah. in the u.s um for as as great and special as we are just in our own ways um a lot of the times you know we're more about the 
expressive, like the doing it for the feeling that it gives us and doing it for the, yeah, I'm really so just more out of like a meditation type thing. And, and it's interesting to see different approaches and the way that they've manifested on a, on a international level, because the, the Russians growing up, I mean, even still to this day, I see people that have only been spinning poi for a few years that come out of Russia and I'm just blown away. I mean, by the the creativity and the the mastery of behind what they're doing so you're giving me some serious insights here on <laughs> on why and that makes yeah, so much more sense definitely not everyone uh, in our community is like things the same as we are thought that days but uh, yeah in my opinion we, we just like show people uh how we thinks it have to be at the very beginning and the very starting you know level that you can see see in front of you was very high and from the very beginning i mean like the basics uh basic tricks in russia it's not the same as basic trick uh, anywhere else sure, sure. Uh, i mean like uh, if you do not make any like uh, few tricks behind behind the back uh so you are still like uh, newbie you know like you, yeah, you have yeah. to know uh, you have to know anti spins if you like uh, start to spin poor you have to know some uh, behind the back tricks and uh, yeah so it, it was from the very beginning we just show like high uh, very high level and uh, i think the whole community uh, become a bit higher because of this i'm not yeah, sure yeah rose how to rose the level <laughs> rose it rose the skill yeah. level so I want to talk about three poi. You have been releasing two poi videos for a long time. And a lot of people don't know how good you are with three poi. So when did you start with playing with three poi? Um, and did you, do you enjoy three poi? Do you enjoy juggling poi as much as you enjoy spinning two poi? I, I kind of know the answer to this question already, but I'm curious as to your opinion. Uh, to be honest, from the very beginning, I'm not very good in free poi. <laughs> it's not right. Exactly. It's not uh, because I'm shy or something. No, I'm bad in free poi. Especially He's not. Poi. Bullshit. Pull up a three poi video of him. Damn it. Please, uh, Joey. All right, continue, Mel. Okay, yeah. So uh, anyway, like I do some juggling, but very, very beginning. And uh, yeah, I, I can spin something, but it's also very, like just a few tricks. And... Uh, yeah, I think I'm not sure why, but uh, still multi multi poi spinning, multi poi spinning. Is it right? Mm -hmm. We used to call it multi poi. Sure, three, uh, three multi poi, multi poi. It's not common thing in Russia, and I think this is a part of our fault. I'm not sure why and when we make this fail, but uh, at the very very beginning, we was not so. Mm, welcome <laughs> about uh, 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 multi-poi just because uh, we was into this uh, two-poi race at that that days mm -hmm. and it was something like we still didn't finish this race why start another one right <laughs> and a lot of people still feel like that and i think those those feelings are valid um and yeah, and that does and make was... a lot of a lot of sense to 
because I've talked about this, y'all are going to uh, listeners of the podcast that hear me throughout these episodes. You're going to hear me repeat myself a few times, but I'm, I'm, I do it because we have new guests on, but myself, I was very critical of three ploy because it was very much in its infancy and people were not doing it at the level that people were doing two ploy naturally. But it, it's not surprising to me that Russia and the, the Russian scene back then was kind of like, nah, like, we'll we'll just keep pushing this because it was not three ploy wasn't just wasn't very good back then. And I it's not surprising to me. Do you? Do yeah, you, and I know that you do juggle three ploy, and you you play around with three ploy as far as spinning and juggling. Though, have you have you never really had that like click and the love for it? No, I'm still not enjoy it much. I mean, like, uh, uh, I have a lot of periods in my life. <laughs> I mean, like, I spin ploy now for seven seventeen years, maybe. I'm not sure, like seventeen, yeah. And it's more than half of my life already. It's a big thing. And, and uh, I have a lot of periods at that days, but I used to change props just to change props, change styles, uh, change the type of poi, kind of poi, because uh, I'm always need some more insp inspiration for myself because every two years it's become boring and I'm used to change props or do anything. And, uh, uh just when i got bored with poi i just started to spin uh, stuff contact stuff mm -hmm. then i started to play with contact ball then i started to juggle with the uh, balls and juggling juggling for example like uh, juggling with balls it's bigger thing in my life than contact juggling than uh, uh, contact stuff than free poi i i spend a lot of days years hours i mean like on the second place in in my experience it's a ball juggling basically and uh, and when i start when people start to explore a lot of different new styles for me uh, it was like the it it started from uh, i think contact uh, poi it's already was uh, something weirdly new for me mm -hmm. i remember this uh romario romario i think the video when uh ronan shown the very first contact juggle uh, contact yes. tricks it was the video with uh, uh rob blue cat and uh mael mael uh, the french girl romario correct <laughs> correct correct i know the one you're talking about it's a yeah, very yeah. old very I, old it was already like a very fresh thing for me and it was like, oh my gosh, people rolling it. Why? <laughs> Why they do that? Then people start to juggle with it. Then people start to spin uh, multipoy. Then people start to do the these gunslingers. And I was, I completely like missed all these waves. I mean, uh, I'm still, I was the old guy who like used to spin two poi, and I'm still this guy um now i'm i do a lot of different manipulations a lot of juggling with two poi but i never was into the free poi spinning free poi juggling uh it's for me it's a good toy to play sometimes i mean i'm I always have a free poi uh, on my practices i'm always of course you do a conflict with free poi but i'm usually used only two but uh, you know, like 
few few times in hour i i will take uh, free point just to uh refresh yeah totally. or something because it's it's just fun it's just fun but it's never was a so cool game for me i think you know uh, the the thing is into the it's always was the game for me it's like the best toy i ever found because mm -hmm. there is a, it's always like the logical and physical puzzles that you need to solve but you do not have the answer mm -hmm. and the best thing you didn't have the question <laughs> so it's like the puzzle without rules and uh, you can do whatever you want and nobody knows what you need to solve and uh, what we will uh, will do and uh, i think th as good you are into any prop as interesting this game for you mm -hmm. sometimes you just uh, you you can stalk uh and you get you can get bored with some new uh, prop concept but for myself i'm always have another prop for, sometimes i'm just i can stop spinning point for half a year and i just practice juggling just juggling wow. every day and it's that's a cool thing for me and uh, one day uh, i'm already know like after 17 years i'm already know that it's okay to do not spin point for half a year sometimes i i I think I had two times when I stopped to spin poi for two, for year. Wow. Once I remember once I stopped to spin poi for year. Uh but for now I'm already know that it's not the you know it's not the revolution. I mean like sure. it's it's the period. Now it's boring for me. I will do something else then later I will go back for this. Uh, and it's okay for me. I, I can say to you, like, okay, like these two years, it's already one more active period for me. Mm -hmm. Two years before was not so active. I got mm -hmm. bored and I do some juggling. And, and every, so it's always like that for me. And uh, multi poi, contact poi, gunslingers, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> any, like, any big uh, new waves uh, revolutionary things in the point never been for me the thing um i it's just a, like another toy to play with but i never was serious about that well and you're you're very true to what you enjoy and the concepts that you like and i think it dates back to when you started during the time period that you did and what you were focusing on and what you find to be interesting with two poi so I love to hear about how you've had such longevity and inspiration throughout the years. So let's get back to, I know you had more to say about body tracing and what that means to you. I want you to continue to expand on that because I know this is very integral to your, your journey as an artist and your style as a whole. Yeah. Um, last years, I mean, like, um, uh... I'm always was very curious uh, about uh, all the you know deep uh, logic of poi spinning. I mean, uh, from the very beginning, I think at 2009, I'm already like started to explore all the math behind the flowers uh, topic. Uh, yeah, I used to you know draw some shams into my notebooks like. Uh, uh, trying to find the theoretical background behind uh, the things we do in practice. And uh, I think last uh, five years, 
I digged hard uh, the topic of uh, body tracing tricks, uh, especially Cosmo uh, meltdowns. And uh, it was uh, very, very interesting for me. And I found a very big, uh, uh, bigger thing behind the uh, thing that we know as the body tracing. Uh, especially when I understood that uh, usually people understand uh, the body tracing as the style. I mean, that's why I ask you about how in your what you, what you think, uh, what is the body tracing in your opinion? Because people, in I think, uh, think about body tracing as a style. Uh, that means that body tracing do not have its own tricks. Uh, it's uh, body tracing stylize the tricks uh, from another families or something for example you can you can make the the weave tr uh, move but you can make uh, the uh, gliding weave you can make the weave into the body tracing way mm -hmm. people used right. to think about body tracing is like when you spin poi but you touch yourself <laughs> yeah 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 totally <laughs> but you like you um yeah, yeah, yeah. You slide in across your uh, surface of your body uh, during this uh, poise spinning. And uh, it's uh, it's very, very, uh, like, uh, easy way how, to, how you can understand the body tracing. If you will dig deeper, you will understand that uh, not so many tricks can be stylized this way. Uh, you cannot do a lot of tricks... Uh, uh, if you touch uh, uh, your skin with uh, hands, it's hard to do, and it's like very few tricks. Uh, but if you will try to explore uh, other, like deeper, you will find that uh, uh, the body tracing as beautiful as longer the traject uh, trajectories of these slides. And uh, later you start to explore all surfaces behind the back, around the head and everywhere. And it's not about slide as the concept because you cannot do these things without slides. I mean, you cannot make something behind the head if you will not be really close to your skin. Right. So the slide, uh, uh, the sliding uh, uh, move is, uh, it's how it looks like, but it's not the idea of this. Uh, for now, for me, body tracing is biomechanical thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I'm exploring how and what I can do in the very critical positions of my hands. How I can and what can I do like into these positions, like that positions. And it's all the, it's, it's the puzzle with my body. And uh, I cannot do this without body tracing uh, looking. I mean... Right. It's just yeah. the only way it can looks like, but I'm do not uh, make a, like you know sliding show. <laughs> I I'm exploring the mechanicals of the body, and uh, uh, for now I'm already two years working hard, especially last years uh, for real. I'm working hard <laughs> uh, inventing my big theory, a bit a big theoretical work about body tracing and. I hope uh, this year or at the very beginning of the next year, I will share it with uh, like the video or something. Oh. Uh, it's going to be like the series of the video. And uh, 
you can you will see how deep is uh, the body tracing is in my from my point of view i am excited uh, i'm excited you're teasing me here i was yeah, yeah i'm very excited for that it's thousands of tricks and it's all uh, like systemized uh, around uh, the mechanical uh, uh, possibilities of our body wow. it's like the it's like the how fundam- fundamental thing it's biomechanicals and you can like put you can create a lot of tricks uh, using these abilities of your body it's a framework wow that's yeah it's I'm a framework. Very, very excited for that that's I, why I'm... when people usually say oh you do body traces and, and it's so it's so strange for me of course i do body tracing but people <laughs> think about that in a very like you know as something simple oh you just like slide with your hands no gosh <laughs> i'm not just slide yeah. with my hands <laughs> yeah that is sorry that is sorry great. for that i'm just very no, serious no. about that and it's, i uh, i really appreciated that and i i this is what the podcast is for i was very curious to hear your take on on uh you know everything body tracer so we cannot wait for the video that is being uh teased here so i do want to transition into a new topic let's talk about when you um when you're creating when you're teaching classes how what do you want your students to walk away with what do you want them to to step away from the class and and feel or think about from the lesson what do you try to give people your students mm I'm still, as a, in my opinion, I'm still very newbie uh, into the teaching uh, because I used to, for years, I used to do some just workshops uh, on the festivals and it's not the way you teach people. It's, uh, uh, it's the moment when you inspire people, when you share some good thoughts, but it's not teaching. Uh, only like last three years, I started to teach people in like... Mm, wow. F- and uh, yeah, I do this, uh, but I do this like really stable. I mean, like, yeah, three years. I, every Sunday, I have some online groups. Uh, I know you do. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. And cool. and you really need to be doing teaching. And you you say that you're a new teacher, but I mean, you have so much knowledge. So I, I yes just... yes I have so many knowledges, but uh, uh, knowledge, but I do not have the framework how to how to put this knowledge into the any other brain i mean like yeah i'm still newbie into this but same time when i started to work with my uh, theory about body tracing things uh, same time i started to teach people and i'm from the very beginning i'm, I'm was concentrated on the details how uh, people work with the uh, space around the body especially into like very like strange mm-hmm. positions because mm-hmm. i believe that behind the back things not work as hard it, it, it's not as hard as people think for example because i think it's not just um people do not use to spin point behind the back so so uh, so much as they spin point in front of them right so i'm trying to uh, uh i'm concentrated on the small details how people work with positions of them hands uh i'm trying to i'm very serious about positions of elbows about how hand work in the very strange things and i'm working with the i'm usually teach people very basic concepts 
but I'm like go back from the very fundamental things and I rebuild it uh, for people because people mostly uh, have big mistakes at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. I know mm -hmm. everyone do everyone saying this, <laughs> everyone saying it's this. Well, not actually a lot of people don't really, I mean, people kind of know it, but not a lot of people say that, Hey, you are developing bad habits and you need to, st to, to stop doing X, Y, and Z because we don't really want to tell somebody, Hey, you need to not do this. Cause like if they enjoy it, they're enjoying it. But at the same time, yeah, I agree with you. You, we can make bad habits and there is, in my opinion, there is incorrect ways to do things like that's just what it is. So I, I think that there are established ways and in, in that we do uh, X or said trick. And if you're not executing it, the way that it's intended to be or as cleanly as it can be. Yeah. Like I agree with you. So there are bad habits that we can make. Um, and I want to, I, so we're, we're going to get into the segment of the podcast, my favorite segment, where we have fans write in questions and uh, Joey picks his favorite question and he asks it live uh, to the guest. So I will turn it over to Joey here in just a few moments. Whenever he's ready, he's going to hit you, I believe, with one question and then an additional bonus question just for the fun. Okay, okay. Hey, Joey. Hey, what's going on, Mel? So for the first time, we have two questions. So the first one uh, is a pretty funny one, and the second one's a little bit more serious. So Patrick, okay. I want to ask this one. So this one's from Bo Juggler. He asked, <laughs> would you be my boy daddy? <laughs> and then getting out of the more serious one um sanctuarist um yeah sanctuarist i'm sorry if i mispronounced that um what mentality do you take um when practicing or training what kind of mind state do you get yourself into is uh, it more serious is it more sorry so, sorry I, I mean like it's about how i'm usually do practice uh how it's like the routine of my practice, yeah. It's yeah, the the mentality you go in. Are the you mentality. more like yeah? Okay, okay. First about boar questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm just really like this guy, and yeah, we met <laughs> we met each other years ago in Moscow, I think. But yeah, we still he's still he's so kind person. I like him so much. I mean. Uh, he's still one of that person that I'm used to just talk, you know, uh, sometimes because it's still hard for me to talk English, especially with text. Yeah. And you need to be in some level of uh, communication just to do not speak a lot, but just like, you know, sending memes and <laughs> <laughs> giving the jokes to, to each other. Yeah. And uh, yes, of course, Bo, I will be your daddy. <laughs> honey of course i will <laughs> i'm so fucking happy okay that was great oh god uh, and yeah um so about my mentality oh my gosh uh, uh as i say so i'm uh for example i i saw that uh, podcast of uh wait a second i saw that podcast of Bo. Mm -hmm. that you recorded and he said that you have to be serious with the shadow of your uh practice give me the second yeah and and i was every every time i hear something like that i'm i'm like oh, okay yes i have to be serious about that uh, i have no any plan 
I have no any shadow. Uh, and uh, one of the things that I used to do, um, I do not have places where, where, when, sorry, where I used to practice because uh, I can't go to some gym or to some park to practice. Um, I used to practice just in my flat. I'm just like watching TV series, uh, you know, talking with my girlfriend and uh, <laughs> I'm just spin poi and this is it. I used to practice this way for whole my life. And it's so hard for me when I'm, you know, I'm go, uh, I'm go out of uh, house to the park to meet my friends and do the practice. Oh, we usually just talk with each other, you know, like just, it's, it's not the practice. Real practice in, uh, is when I'm home alone or I do, I'm like watching some movie or something. He, there is like the real practice. I'm, I mean, like I'm concentrated. Uh, I'm uh, creating some ideas. I am uh, do every trick like uh, time by time, many, many times just to make it as clean as possible. And I'm enjoying this repetitive, repetitive mm -hmm. thing when I do something cycle by cycle. I so... Yeah, I'm like it, but there is no mentality. I call it romantic way. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, uh, for example, like the legendary uh, uh, coach, uh, juggling coach from Ukraine, Yuri Poznakov, for Poznakov, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. yeah, from Kiev Circus School. Mm -hmm. um, I, I heard. I was once I uh, read uh, read uh, the interview with him, and he gives a few advices uh, uh, for young jugglers, and he said once that uh, if you want to uh, juggle with seven balls, you have to practice more with five balls, or you know like or very uh, like strange way like. So you need to practice with less balls because when you trying to uh, when you trying to do seven balls cascade, for example, mm -hmm. you drop the balls a lot, and you need to take it back to hands to do, to make a second time. But if you will practice with five balls and you will do flashes with five balls all the time, you have less chances that you will drop the ball, and you can make more times uh per hour for example you can make more tries mm -hmm. per hour so it's like logical way how to practice for me i practice seven balls just trying seven balls you know? <laughs> and this is what i say I'm, i mean romantic way you know that logical thing you have to uh, you have to try another way you have to be more serious about your time, about your, you know, skill. You need to, you need a plan. You need to be more concentrated on some things. I have no plan. I never had a plan. I'm just take my poi and, oh, I remember I thought, I thought about this idea. I'm just playing with it. Late, lately, I will just freestyle during practice and, um, found that, oh, if this trick's still not so clean enough and, I will practice this trick for five minutes or, or something. I'm never structured. Uh, and I'm still understand that it's not logical. I need to be more structured, but I'm still thinks that you need to have fun first. 
I love that. I love that. And one of the reasons I love doing this podcast is because I feel like everybody, we've at least covered this question, I feel like, with everybody that we've had on, but almost every single person has a different approach that's tailored and unique to themselves and their person and the way that their mind works and the way that they like doing what they're doing. And for somebody even as technical and as, I mean, you have pursued TechPoy to a level that very few people ever will ever be able to do. And you still have an approach that is very laissez-faire, very, very hands, um, like, you know, free, free mind, free wandering kind of, kind of approach. And I, I just, I think it's fascinating yeah. how many people have just so many different approaches, but it depends on what, it, if it works for you and what, it, what applies to you and the way that your mind works. And like, yeah, I think it's worked out for you fairly, fairly good. So. Yeah, definitely. But you know, at, at the same time uh, with this kind of mentality, uh, I, I'm still like, uh, I practice so hard at the very beginning and it's the same time. I don't have a plan. I don't have like a structured schedule of what I'm going to practice. But uh, anyway, I practice for, you know, five, six hours per day. And uh, I always was, uh, I always wanted to be better than uh, I am yesterday. I was, mm -hmm. I, I want, wanted to be better than everyone else around. And still for now, like uh, when I creating, when I, if I create some interesting trick, first thing I want to do is like share with it. Oh gosh, like I'm, I'm sending this for my friends to the chat or something. Like, look at this shit. It's so yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this, this like uh, feeling when you like sharing with someone else and they say like, oh my God, that's cool. And it's still so good for me. Like, uh, I think... Uh, in some some opinions, it's egocentric or something, but I'm still very. Uh, I want to be uh, known, yeah, no, and I want people to to uh, to say, oh, the thing that you do is very good, and I said yes, yes. Goal accomplished. The mission has been accomplished a long time ago. You have been prestiging your level of yeah, amazing but it's people. never enough. You know, it's never enough. <laughs> I'm still very shy. Uh, I mean, like sometimes I'm still uh, can. It's not shyness. It's not. It's. I, I think it's perfectionism. I, I, in my opinion, and I have to be better than I am. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I'm sharing some new video in Instagram, uh, and it's not good enough, then I think I'm still watching, looking for comments, like yeah. how people think about that. And I'm still read every fucking comment. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I'm still into this race. I'm still to, trying to be good for people. And yeah, but Dude, I'm enjoying it anyway. The long, long, the longevity that you have had, and I just love hearing your perspective so much because what drives you nowadays was very similar to what drives you a long time ago, and just to hear you still in the mindset of like, I want to be the best. And I don't think there's any, how can you say that's a bad thing? I mean, this man's just pushing himself to be better than he was the, the day before. And I think so much like what? I can relate to that so heavily. And I think a lot of us that are very well advanced into our careers, we're the, we're the hardest on ourselves as out of anybody. I, I feel that way about myself on the daily. I feel like, yeah, I can do these cool things, but, 
you know, I, I could be doing all these more things and, and it's, you're right. It is never enough. It's always, it's always an addiction. Like you, you learn one thing and you're happy with it. And then what's next, what's next, what's yeah, next. Yeah. So. It's an addiction. It's an addiction. It's a, anyway, it's not, it's not okay. It's not okay. It's, it's not okay for everyone. I mean, like, I remember very first top 10 boy spinners that uh, Drags did years ago. And I remember, like, the comment of Ronan under this video. Someone, uh, he he was in the top 10, Ronan, was in the very first top 10 of boy spinners. And Ronan said in comments, like, wow, I didn't thought I'm still into this race. <laughs> and this is it. Ronan already like calmed down years ago and he is still playing poi, he's still teaching, but he's he's already don't give a fuck what people uh, think yeah. about him. He's just do his own thing, but I'm still like into this race. And I think it's a problem. <laughs> it's it's my problem, definitely. Uh, shame on me. Yeah, I'm still no. trying. <laughs> no, I love it. I want to see the competitive male just pushing himself and and yeah, no, I love it. I'm so here for it. I, I have a very similar mindset I have for, for my whole life. Um, of course, I do it for we all do it because we love it or most of us do it because we love it. But it, at the end of the day, there are people who want to get better for, you know, just themselves and themselves only and they don't necessarily see anything external from that. And that's just as valid as anybody. But I think there are individuals like ourselves that are like, damn, I really, really want to push myself and I have to be this level of, of you know, expertise or clean. So, no, I, I think it can be a, a problem. Like, you have to be satisfied with what you're doing, but at the same time, there's that healthy level of perfectionism that will push you to the next level and that will keep you growing, keep you learning. I mean, there's, there's something to be said for that, for sure. Yeah, I think so. But it, 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 yeah, it's, it's an addictive thing addictive thing definitely i love to hear that so mel um we're, we'll close things out here in a few i, I want to get through a couple more things with you um i i'm so curious poi has taken you all over the world you've been i mean traveling internationally for a long time and had all these opportunities open up to you for from poi spinning and juggling and just your your artistry in general um how did you did you ever have any experiences internationally that that really changed your life and i mean you're currently living in bali and you've just been all over the place so tell us a little bit about leaving russia and getting outside the world and experiencing performing and teaching on an international level uh it's a <laughs> it sounds strange but it's still fresh for me thing uh because as I said, not so many people speak English into the Russia because, especially because people do not have the chance to practice it. All people learn English uh, in school. Every every person learn English in school, but nobody practices it. That's why you can you can meet a lot of adult people who can't answer just very easy questions to you, but they can understand some of you saying. <laughs> so we don't have practice that's why our community is very closed uh, and only a few person with the you know good level of spinning uh, able to speak uh, and especially everything is very expensive abroad i mean mm -hmm. uh, we don't uh, have much money 
to travel around, you know, freely. And uh, yeah, it's a hard thing for us to travel uh, abroad. And the first time I go to any other country just to travel, it was 2016, I think. Wow. I've been uh, in uh, Croatia, I've been in Turkey, I think, just because of my job, because I was mm -hmm. event man, uh, creator, event organizer, event director, it's called. Like. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I was with the job travel trips uh, into a few countries, but at the very first time, I go just to travel around at 2016. And it was my very first experience when I just make some uh, workshops uh, into English, when I just had a chance to meet a, a lot of people around speaking English, because before that, I had only mm, the experience I, I met. I'm already met uh, Ronan, Thomas, Yuta, uh, a lot of a lot of guys. A lot of guys. I mean, like uh, mostly everyone, like uh, every known per, uh, poi spinner in Europe, mostly know me real life because mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot of festivals that invites people from abroad, and uh, a lot of people I met inside Russia or in Ukraine, right. and. Uh, yeah, but I never been in the situation with people around me speaking only English. <laughs> and it's like the very, very big uh, year for me. In 2006, I made a uh, trip with my ex-girlfriend. We, uh, we visited different countries. We've been at uh, Phoenix Fire Festival, Rastoch Festival into... Ah, yes, uh, yes, yes. If you watched the last where... episode, you'll know about this festival. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, also, mm, give me the second. Uh, yeah, EGC. EGC in Poland. We visited EGC. And we've met so many people. And I started to practice my English more. And I started to make workshops. And it was the day when I found that okay i'm now into the worldwide community you are so now i'm really into that because i have the communication because it's hard to explain how how you communicate with people into another language if you do not have this experience mm -hmm. at the very beginning uh, it's very hard just to start speak with person because uh, I'm still speak bad into English. I know that I'm understandable and people uh, can understand me, but I I'm still uh, talk very weird language because grammarly I, I, I speak bad. And it's, it's very hard to uh, don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> <laughs> and so very first years were, was really hard, but later I started to travel to India, uh, then I made uh, one more workshop tour in in Europe. Then I visited Israel also. And yeah, from 2016, uh, uh, I started to explore myself into the worldwide community. I think it was like reincarnation, renaissance of myself into the worldwide thing. I love that. Thing. I love that. Mel, and congratulations, man. You just got through an entire podcast that went very deep on 
topics and you you did it the whole time in english i think you, you got to be proud of yourself for how much Thank you've you. learned in, in such a short amount of time i mean it's it's a uh, truly admirable um and we just so much appreciate your time and it's a very surreal feeling for me in a lot of the ways that you were saying earlier in the podcast where you're like i never thought that anybody would ask me this question about red pants or you know <laughs> any any of this it's it's i never saw myself being here in 2023 talking to the man behind the video and i think i'm just going to have these moments where i'm just i it's crazy looking back because um really you have been an inspiration to myself and so many of us in the united states um as well as other countries in the world so i i just i hope that you're able to see the impact that you've had uh, on an international level not just in russia not just in ukraine but um very many people have been inspired by you and i just uh yeah i i so much appreciate your time and it's been a, an absolute honor and a pleasure to have you on and and talk to you and we just appreciate you sharing your thoughts with us and it's been uh yeah it's been a pleasure man thank you so much thank you for the opportunity <laughs> it's a good yeah thing well <laughs> yeah yeah again so mel hit me up and and you know you you had seen the podcast and i i just i it blew my mind that you saw the podcast i i just i remember waking up and i saw your your comment and and i was just blown away i was like holy shit dude my life that's this so is... cool that the podcast is a really cool thing especially for myself because i'm i'm used to practice listening now and it's so cool thing because i know all that people in your podcasts and yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, can, I can listen to them and i can speak with them in not speak but yeah it's yeah. a it's a kind of communication sharing ideas and i can uh, can uh, see what's happening uh, out there yeah thank yeah, you man. for the podcast 10th episode i yeah yeah i'm very glad to contribute and just just to know that people like you are out there and uh, enjoy hearing the podcast and like hearing from individuals mm -hmm. and the seriously incredible talented artists that we've had on so far so um we'll go ahead and close it out but uh, hopefully y'all know where to find this man. We're going to link all his, uh, socials in the, in the, you know, uh, under this video and everything on Instagram, YouTube. So, um, you'll know where to find him and thank Mel for, for this episode. Thank him for, you know, just coming on and, and sharing his thoughts and, and we'll go ahead and close it out, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's been thank an you. awesome episode. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>